And welcome to Head to Table, the comedy podcast where every week two friends design a brand new tabletop RPG and then playtest it before your very ears. I am Tom Snowden. And I am Tom Rawson. Hello, Tom. Hello, Tom. So in continuing with our our tradition of, of starting the episode with a an exploration into into the terminology and jargon that is used in RPGs, hmm. um, I thought I would give us a new Tom and Tom, Game Nomicon. Wonderful. And this week, Tom, I'm hoping you can explain to our friends, because I, I know we've used it a lot of times, these, these kinds of terms, interchangeably uh, throughout, throughout our podcast. So maybe you could give an overarching view of what we mean by ability scores, stats, and stat arrays. Whoa there, Tom. <laughs> That's three blooming episodes worth. Uh, ability rolls, stat arrays, and what was the other one? Ability scores, ability stats, scores. and stat arrays, which I think kind of all mean the same thing, but maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah, you need to tell me. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, yeah. Uh, so in role-playing games, you play it as a character, and while a lot of that is just, you know, you choose how you, what this person does and says in certain encounters and situations, there's always some nice hard numbers to back that up with. Uh, so one of the, the classic builds that you see in some of the older games is strength, dexterity, wisdom, charisma, intelligence constitution uh these ways to divide up and split up you know the the basic components of how to describe uh the aspects of a character a lot of times these are designed more for great adventurous types and some of our previous episodes we've taken it upon ourselves to come up with sillier new ideas to better reflect the system uh but yeah it's it's some some hard numbers to back up your uh, your character in some way yeah it's it's in most, in real life, it would be remarkably unethical to to score <laughs> yeah. to score a person on their, their attributes in that way. Like, I'm going to give you a seven on charisma, Tom. So, you know, buck up. Actually, that's a really good idea. I like the idea of like an RPG where actually your stat numbers are what your character would give them, give themselves. Oh god! So you really don't want to play someone with low confidence. <laughs> yeah, or you're like, be careful the the the, the evil wizard. His his intelligence score is so great, and then it turns out, <laughs> oh, I, I just said all that stuff. I, I just yeah. got those rumors out there. Uh, so the, yes, entirely. the worst the worst kind of debuff would be self esteem issues. <laughs> yeah, entirely. <laughs> Marvelous. Oh, damn. Okay, well, thank you, Tom. That was an excellent explanation, as always. Mm, I know. Um, okay, so I had an idea for this week's episode, and I think what, what I was, was aiming for was was an experience here, Tom. And I'm sure you've, well, in fact, I know you've had this experience of uh, of house sitting. Oh. Uh, I know you've had this experience because you've house sit for me before, so yes, we all remember how well that how well that went. <laughs> yeah, I mean, half my ceiling collapsed in the process. <laughs> Um, yeah my, my track record with house sitting isn't great um <laughs> more on that later so, so you want to do house sitting the rpg well kind of except except what i was thinking was about the notion of of house sitting for something a little bit more exotic than the standard kind of you know my neighbor or a good friend and, and you know like that that experience is always interesting you go into their house and you it's kind of it kind of feels alien even if you're sort of familiar with the place I think when you're on your own there, like, I don't know if you get this, but it always feels like much weirder without them being there. Yeah, so I know, like, you're like, oh, where's all these people? Like, this this, this location that I'm so used to, you know, seeing these other people in. So, you know, you put on all their clothes and try and sort of simulate it that way, and it's just not quite... <laughs> wait a second, wait a second, hang on. I'm going back to this new house-sitting-for-me thing. I'm Tom Snowden, this is my house. Look at all my clothes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, so once you're done violating their personal space, you, um, you know, you sit down and you're like, it's it's a little bit odd, a little bit creepy. And what I was thinking about uh, in this in this setting was like, what if the person you're house-sitting for is not just your, your average Joe Blogs, but is in fact 
an archmage. <laughs> archmage <wizard>. blogs. <laughs> um, <laughs> an archwizard of the highest order whose house is filled with arcane <laughs> tricks and horrors. Uh, uh, a potion distillery. Uh, you know, uh, various strange uh, things from beyond the veil. That's fantastic. Yeah, so, so you know, you... What, what, I'm, what I'm hoping to aim for here is the notion of... So you're invited in to, to help ha- sit their house, and rather than the normal thing of just watering their plants and looking after their pets, uh, it, it is a little bit like that, except their pets in this case are uh, manticores and <laughs> sphinxes. <laughs> Um, and I need to clean you out, Sphinx. If you can answer the riddle. <laughs> oh, God. Not the- All right. What is it? Is it human again? Is the answer human? Damn, the answer is always Come human. on, I need, to, I need to get to your litter tray. <laughs> I had mighty poops this day. I'm never doing this again. But yeah, and you know, um, water their plants, but they're horrifying man-eating triffids, uh, and so on and so forth. That is the, that is the aim of my game that so, is a great brief wonderful wonderful i'm glad you i'm glad you're as enthusiastic as i am um i'm enthusiastic like i said i'm getting some sort of intense terrifying flashbacks <laughs> from my own experiences uh yeah the aforementioned time where <laughs> you were going away and it was my duty to stay look after your house and feed your cats um and, and luckily at least you it was the night before you left and we were watching television and there was just an almighty crashing sound as we moved from the living room into the, the dining room. And just uh. the ceiling. Oh, oh, I'm getting pains <laughs> was, just remembering it now. Yeah, I mean, I, I also feel an, an emotional baggage as you, as you I, described the scene of devastation. I remember looking to the side, you had like your head in your hands with just like a look of complete <laughs> shock. And like all I could offer at times, I just went, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And like, obviously it was that bad. Your ceiling was in like the opposite place that you want ceiling to be. <laughs> the floor, yes. Yeah, your it ceiling had become floor. Yeah, I mean, it was... So, I mean, I live in a fairly old house, so the, the bits of plaster that came down from the ceiling were properly old school Victorian blocks of of concrete weight plaster. Yeah, Just. like if we... But we, we were in there playing... A Star Wars tabletop RPG just earlier that day. <laughs> <laughs> we really were, yeah. And like, if it had come down, yeah, three hours earlier that time, we 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 would be dead, yeah. or at least mostly plaster. And I mean, I think actually you were right that that it could have been much much worse. It was. It had mostly collided with the floor and not with anything valuable in the room. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it so, was it was, it was a hilarious scene of devastation. It's yeah, just, it, was, it was a bad omen of like times to come. But luckily, I, I managed to keep a keep a tight hold on things. I think while you were away, I don't think there's any other issues. You personally supporting my ceilings? <laughs> yeah, as I just <laughs> holding stood there them all up, like Hercules, <laughs> like a personal rebar. Welcome. Every time I sort of move to the kitchen, I just sort of like sprint through the dining room out of this like fear that the more roof and more ceiling would come down. <laughs> But luckily it was okay. So in conclusion, I'm, I'm very excited for the game, but forgive me if I if there's still a degree of sort of trepidation in my voice. <laughs> as this, this brings back a lot of difficult memories. Well, I look forward to the chaos you create in, in <laughs> the wizard's house. <laughs> uh, okay then, Tom, let's talk game play. Do you have any mechanics in mind? So I was thinking, so, you know, I kind of alluded to them earlier. I was thinking maybe there could be, there could be four main... Um, areas that you have to maintain in the house mm-hmm. um, for key like uh, like pools almost that every day that the wizard is away are likely to suffer some kind of erosion or depletion of of their of their kind of normal operating bounds yeah um, and and you have to like tend to them to keep them up um, so you have to kind of keep these stat pools up so the three things I'm sorry the four things I'm thinking of are pets. Um, uh-huh. As I alluded to, that's plants. That's good. Uh, plants. Uh, just like just the kind of general uh, security. So, like you know, making sure that the uh, the the lights are left on or or off as they need to be, and yeah. the curtains are closed or open. The soul flaying pool is switched off at the mains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to turn it on at the start of the day so it looks like you're in. Because a lot of people monitor that, you know, like neighbours across the way. Like, mm. That soul flaying pool hasn't been active <laughs> as as, for a few. As long weeks. as I can. 
hear the, the tormented screams <laughs> across the neighbourhood of the soul flame pool. Ah, it's, he must be in. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, it's probably fine. <laughs> yep. um, and the final one I was thinking is the shoring up of the trans-dimensional defences. <laughs> the trans-dimensional defence network that the, the wizard clearly has in place. Um, That's good. So yeah, so like basically each of these things I was thinking have some kind of level of, of kind of starting stats that, that it's considered healthy, I suppose. Uh, and as they as they fall below certain thresholds, certain like problems start to emerge. They might cause problems for the remainder of these of these pools as well, for example. So yeah, you know, let's imagine you start at ten for each of these pools, uh, or maybe five. As they fall perhaps below three or three or below, um, they start to cause issue to other the other pools, they can sort of drag them down. Yeah, so I see. You can imagine this is things like uh, the terrifying Sphinx has got gotten free and it's just riddling various other aspects of the house. E- eating the plants or getting eaten by the plants in some way. Uh, yeah, it's gone, exactly. It's gone through a transdimensional like, portal. Like all all, uh, all cats, it's just tearing up the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> then Sphinx, I'll ruin. you've thrown the <laughs> dragon tree into the realm of fire. And of course, this dragon tree is an actual... like. Anima- animated tree dragon and But you ways. can't stay mad at the Sphinx when it just puts his little legs together and just sort of looks up at you with his big yeah. eyes and, and meows. Goes, meow, meow. <laughs> uh, no handles but a golden treasure. What am I? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know that riddle. Oh, I, I condensed it massively. It's, it's an egg. But I only uh, said half the riddle so you wouldn't have got it. Yeah, I mean, that's a tricksy Sphinx. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a Sphinx that forgets the real details of the riddles. I only say two words from the riddle. <laughs> Welcome, adventurer. Uh, I have two, no, three sides. Uh, I, I have some sides and uh, only, uh, is it only, only walking in the day? What am I? Uh, mm, well, I, I guess I'll just leave. <laughs> Tom, I love it. So I like this idea. It's almost like, um, yeah, the, these four plates to keep spinning, uh, almost like, yeah. a, like a sort of Tamagotchi. And I wonder if perhaps the way you're doing it... <laughs> a Tamagotchi? I, okay. <laughs> well, you know. Like this, you got, you this, bodes, this bodes poorly. This is, I mean, this is Dark Souls level difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you say Dark Souls, because that connects quite nice to my idea. In my head, like, you have some kind of, you know, resource of essentially your like meter of how done you are with this situation like perhaps it's your health or you know your, your your stamina whatever it is that when you're maxed out for the day there's only so much stamina you have for the day and eventually mm. you're, you're worn out and you just can do no more you've reached the limit and you're like that's it like, i'm just going home i can't deal with any more of this transdimensional yes. nonsense um and I, like what i see happening here is like bad things that happen to you across the day almost inform your next the next day when you go around so it's that kind of dark souls aspect of oh, you'll fail a lot at the start and you can see these stats going down but then okay. as you start to learn the tricks it's like okay i know how to deal better with like the 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 plants now i know how to correctly cross the the realm of eternal torment <laughs> and by the end of it you're actually quite an adept quite adept at um keeping the tower operational Okay. Okay, that's an interesting one. So, like, you you steadily gain maybe maybe yeah because this is the thing that a lot of our games have been missing. Tom is a form of advancement. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, this is really good. Perhaps we can literally have some. Perhaps even yeah, like we get you give the player some stats still, but they start off like zeros and everything. And perhaps they are yeah. still like skill rolls. And every time you fail, maybe you get a little boost to that for the next time or the next day it gets boosted. Or maybe you just you just get a like you can spend that XP on a plus one to any of those those checks for the next the next time or something. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, every day, yeah, you get five experience points to to well, spend how you want. Well, no, I quite like the idea of the failures, like like increasing the increasing the amount of XP yeah, you yeah. get. Um, but yeah, well, I think what I like also is the idea. So, so if if you remind me to distill what I think I heard, <laughs> so so maybe an idea of um, of you you have these these four encounters. So you know, pets, plants. Uh, what's a good P word for security um, and transdimensional defenses? One of them could be portals. I yes. Guess. Pets, plants, portals, that's definitely transdimensional 
transdimensional defenses. Yeah, let me see one for security, like uh, uh, policing or... Yeah, I want it to be something that sounds mundane because, you know, we could have like protection or something, but that sounds too... Oh, protection is quite good, actually. Is it? I want it to seem more neighbourhood watch than than actual militaristic defence. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, uh, security in some way. Um, I still I still think protection's as good as you're going to get. I can't think right. of any off the top of my head. I think protection's all right. Okay. All right. All right. Pets, plants, portals, and protection. Yep. So every day you go through these... Uh, right, let me write that down. <laughs> write that in your textbooks now. Yeah, I think that's good. And they all start at a... Um, uh, a score of 10 out of 10 in some way in terms of how safe they are. And perhaps as soon as one of them hits zero, you fail the game. Yeah, exactly. So each day you have to go through one of these four, uh, each of these four, each of these four things that you have to um, deal with within the wizard's house, the wizard's tower, um, pets, plants, portals, and protection. And you attempt to, uh, you have encounters within each of them. Uh, and if you fail the encounter, it drains your pool of stamina somehow mm. uh, that you have. Uh, and once you reach zero stamina, you're done for the day. And that kind of means that you're automatically going to fail the ones you can't get to throughout I, I, the day. I wonder if it even has to be quite... Perhaps you can even choose like which ones you you visit. Perhaps you just got can do four... Perhaps you can just do as many checks as you want, right? And it's just as yeah, soon yeah. as stamina runs out. So if, if like pets is really low, it's like, I need to just properly work oh, yeah. on the pets today. Absolutely. I'm not saying that you have to do them in order. Like right, I think right, I think right. you choose you choose which one you go to deal with each day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you monitor how they're falling uh, and decide what they do. And I think if you don't go, I think there has to be some kind of like just DM role that determines how bad the situation becomes. Yeah, for not, I agree. For not going at all. So yeah. like it can become real bad. Like maybe it's a D4 or something. And like, you know, if that's four off a ten, then you know, you're starting to already that's pretty serious problems in one of the departments. Um, and so, you know, within a couple of days, if you don't visit, it's going to get pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. This is I perfect. Like- <laughs> I, I, I'm, like, I'm genuinely like quite excited by the prospect of this game. Like, it's a really nice short-form game that I think is just guaranteed to be, like, a lot of good, silly fun. Um, so how about... Uh, should we just use the basic stat block, like, sort of 5e stat block that I said at the start, just to sort of split up our skills, since I think it's one that we're comfortable with, most people are comfortable with, and, and to wear it falls yeah okay yeah i think so yeah i think that makes sense and maybe the final stamina thing rather than being hit points or something like that we could just call neighborliness (laughs) like how neighborly are you (laughs) (laughs) okay it's agreed then yep neighbor your neighborly it's a bit of a mouthful but yeah neighborly meter (laughs) (laughs) neighborly meter okay sure And perhaps that's how, just, is, how is neighborliness a, a mouthful? And perhaps um, that's out of... Uh, is 10 too much? I guess it depends on how much damage you're taking. Perhaps it's 10, and also if you want to, you can put XP into yes. yeah, yeah, more yeah. neighborliness. So maybe let's say you start with 10, and we'll, we'll see how that scales. Um, cool. cool, and I think maybe you start with plus zero on all your skills. Yep. And yeah, every time you, you fail at something, you gain an experience point. Uh, where you fail a role, you fail to succeed on a task, you get an experience point, which you can then use at the end of the day to either increase your neighbourly meter or to get a plus one on any of your stats, if you wish. Does that sound good? Okay. And yeah, perhaps, sounds perfect. And maybe, it, do you think a success should just be, I think, let's keep it simple as well while we're at it, because I think it's one of these games where just the the fun of it is just seeing how mental it gets. Uh, maybe just a D6 and a, a six is a success? Or a, oh wow, harsh! But yeah, okay, I like it. I, like I really like the idea. I think by having it so high, it like sets that story where early on you are gonna be messing up so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like you the, just the barely house is gonna be very much falling apart. Yeah. Exactly. So on the first days, you've only got like a one in six chance really of succeeding <laughs> what you're doing. So is the notion that if you have a plus one in these stats, um, that that lowers the amount that you have to get by one point. Is that the so yeah? So, so if I put okay. two XP in strength, then anything I roll, I add two to. So if I roll a five on my strength and I have two experience points in it, that is instead of seven, it's six or higher. So I succeed in the task. Yeah, no, this sounds this sounds great. This sounds perfect. Cool. Okay, so the the only the only thing maybe I'm thinking that we're missing from from our earlier discussion that I'd like to get in there is that kind of sense of of snooping on your neighbour and wearing all their clothes. <laughs> just maybe one di- one dynamic for, like, you know, 
maybe at the end of the day you can spend a bit of time snooping around their 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 house or you know oh, yeah i like maybe there's a i think yeah there should be a mechanic where if you want to you can invest some time so all your time you should really spend keeping those meters up but if you're feeling like you've got a bit of time on your hands you could instead choose to sort of investigate the tower and maybe yes. you'll just get hurt or maybe you'll un- uncover some things yeah like a magical item yeah a magical like item or a spell scroll or something that you can use <laughs> uh yeah that's a really good idea um I-, I don't know if we need a mechanic for that even i think you can just sort of say i think okay, every time so you say what you're doing you sort of explicitly state which of the four you're hoping to okay keep up. we need a we need another P word for snooping around oh, someone's yeah. house. Um, so we have pets, plants, portals, protection, or... P- peeping? <laughs> oh, that is very good. Peeping. <laughs> right. You can either choose to deal with the four problems that you need to deal with, or you can go peeping around the house. <laughs> Tom, plants is at one out of ten. I'm going to <laughs> Maybe peeping will fix this. You find the scroll of fix all plants. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or oh, scroll of speak with plants. I mean, oh, it's good. the possibilities <laughs> with this are limitless. This is so good. Uh, we need a name for the game. Um, so, so can we do some kind of pun on neighborhood watch? Or yes, that does sound good. Or, or how about this? Instead, of like my neighbor Totoro. Is that the name of the film? It could be like that is my neighbor Archmage Zalanor <laughs> or something. Perhaps it started like a sitcom. Like there's something about. Salonor. <laughs> um Mordenkainen's mansion maintenance mission. No. <laughs> or mmm for short. M- m- maybe just my neighbour Wiz. <laughs> my neighbour What, Khalifa? <laughs> yes. Yeah, actually. Can turns we change out, the game? Turns out so Wiz this- Khalifa's been a, an archmage all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact, can we, does it have to be a wizard? Could this just be a Wiz Khalifa house-sitting game now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we'd have to revisit that in an offshoot game. I wonder if we, we could... Ca- just have, we could just have, instead of swords and sorcery, we could have sitters and sorcery. Le- yes, there we go. We found it. Sitters and sorcery. That's the one. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Yep, sitters and sorcery. I love it. One E. <laughs> First edition, Citizen Sorcery. This must be a... Hit the stop clock. That's it. It's a new world record (laughs) on game development. Well, Tom, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to head to table. Let's do it. Okay, everyone. Welcome back to the first ever playtest of our brand new... Wizard Tower, um, house-sitting <laughs> game, Sitters and Sorcery. Are you ready to play, Tom? I'm very ready to play. Okay, let me let me give you a little bit of a of scene setting as to where we are. So, so you for for a number of years now have lived in the leafy suburbs of of Bracknell in uh, in <laughs> southeast in southeast England. It's a it's a fairly affluent area, uh, and this is a, a quiet and uh, and and fairly sleepy. Uh, like edge of town. Um, most of the houses here, most of the, the properties are sort of single-story bungalow-type dwellings. Um, and yeah, uh, your house, for for reasons beyond your knowledge and, and for historical... <laughs> uh, <laughs> for whatever historical reason, is situated directly next to a lot upon which is uh, about a 200-foot tall... <laughs> Um, wizard's tower, just That's like made ridiculous. in in archaic kind of uh, old black granite. Um, it extends up towards the sky. But you know the lady who lives there. She's she's nice. She's a she's an older lady. She does have a thing for wearing rather archaic seeing robes that are seem to be covered in like stars for some reason. Um, and she, for whatever reason, likes to be called Cosmodia the Magenta. Cosmodia. Um, the magenta. Mm, her robes are a very shocking pink, quite often, uh, with these stars laid upon them. Yeah. Um, uh, and she also has her hair somewhat dyed pink. Um, although last time you saw her, she had actually, her color, whole color palette seemed to have changed to more of a mauve. Uh, so she now goes by Cosmodia the Mauve. Oh, I see. <laughs> Um, describe to me what your house looks like as one day she she comes over and, and rings your doorbell. Uh, so the way I'm seeing it is that, yeah, it's just a, a very 
basic bungalow type building. However, I am a nine-year-old boy uh, <laughs> who lives in the house. And like, I seem to be the only one who's like disturbed by the giant 200 foot black tower uh, so i think my name is bobby taylor and like i think in my head canon for the game maybe cosmodia comes around like knocks on the door my parents answer and she's like i'm going away for a bit young bobby yeah, can, yeah like and they think oh what a great chance for him to you know like uh exactly. grow and get some work experience a bit of extra pocket money and i'm like no please she uh she is like uh yeah she has this this kind of commanding voice and she's like young bobby you may have 12 gold pieces in exchange for your service in maintaining my tower. Oh, but we don't, that's not currency. It's pound sterling. I have returned to you this football that was launched over the hedge into my, my tower area. Well, I lost that while we were holiday in Cornwall three years ago. Yes. Well, be glad it has returned to you. <laughs> Thank, thanks, I guess, Cosmodia. So we have reached an accord. What? Yes. <laughs> Please, um, hand me your hand me your hand, child. Uh, Bobby, begrudgingly stretch it out. He, she, she, uh, like with a with a flash, she her, out of her sleeve comes a, a scroll that unrolls rapidly, and she, like with her hand, like grasps yours. Her other hand grabs yours <laughs> with remarkable iron force, and she's like she presses your hand into the into the scroll, um, and you see like a a kind of burned handprint appears. You feel this strange tingling sensation um, uh, as she lets go of your arm, uh, and sort of looks at it. It's like ah yes, good, good. We have reached an accord the contract is sealed young bobby <laughs> what well, i don't what do you mean i am heading to the wizard con the the conference for wizards you will remain in charge of the tower and take care of as promised by the contract my pets plants portals and just general upkeep and protection of uh, the house from you know Near do wells. I'll have to ask my mum first. Your mum's uh, already agreed, and you can see that in your background, your mum, your mum and dad are sort of peeking out from behind the door. Uh, your mum's sort of like, "Go on, Bobby. Uh, you can like off you go. You can you can oh, go look after the house now if you want." Uh, oh, okay. Is there a front door key I should have? Or ah, uh, yes, of course. And she she like pulls out from under her robes like this ornate looking many starred amulet. She's like. <laughs> Merely approach any part of the black wall with wearing this and you will be allowed entrance. <laughs> Goodbye, Bobby. I hope you have a nice two weeks. Oh, no uh, peeping. Oh, oh, bye. And with that, she just poofs out of existence. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, then. Okay. Is, it, is it okay for me to begin my, my yeah, let's Yeah, um, let's head over to, uh, to Cosmodia's Tower, the, uh, the almighty... Uh, black edifice of stone that has neighboured your house for as long as you've been here and no one else seems to bat an eyelid at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I just gaze up. So like, it seems like a, like a nice sunny summer's day. But as I gaze up, there's just like clouds like spin around the tower as I gaze up this 200 foot monstrosity and like strange birds seem to circle it as well. Mm. Okay then, I guess I'm ready to venture in. So on this day, what, are we assuming that all four of my um sort of jobs start at 10 out of 10 yeah exactly that okay um, so i need get to get that down so I, yeah we just need to agree on how they decay so i think so if you if you fail a role um so if you if you go there and you fail to uh to to succeed on 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 getting everything done um then i think we will roll uh 1d3 or half a d6 and subtract that okay from the from the 10 and if you don't go to the thing at all um then you lose 1d4 okay that sounds fair and i think so and maybe if i succeed you can gain i gain a d3 instead up to maximum uh, obviously. yeah okay okay yeah that makes sense yeah yeah yeah. so yeah you you increase uh by a d3 as well yeah, yeah, yeah. um uh, and I think that every single room you go to is going to erode a little bit your your uh, neighbourly meter. Okay, okay. Um, but then fails uh, also a a, uh, a d4 off of that for you, I think. So you get your neighbourly meter back each day. Um, yep. But but yeah, on your on your long rest. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, you lose a d4 if you fail, and I think even trying is maybe one-off. Yeah. Your, yep, that, makes, that sounds fair. Okay, then. And let's say you start at, I don't know, maybe we should make it quite tricky. So maybe you start at like six or something, neighbourly. What do you think? Right, okay, let's go with six then. Uh, I think I, I sort of, oh, I, after gazing up at the tower, I look back down at this, just this, like, no discernible doors, and I just approach with both hands mm. and, like, t- put them I mean, against I think, the... I think, I think it, is, it is sort of just this, this yeah, this, there's no discernible breaks, and there's no, like, a mortar or anything, and it just oh, seems like okay. one solid block of granite. And as you approach, ready, holding out your hands to touch the wall, um, an archway seems to, like, grow out of the wall almost. It sort of separates... Uh, like curtains almost opening up an archway to Whoa. to what it seems to be a rather unusually illuminated space beyond uh, and yeah i guess you i venture you in yeah in um yeah so the 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 tower is is only about um like 20 feet across like in diameter at the, mm-hmm. the base it's a very tall narrow thing but as you enter in you find yourself immediately in this this vast kind of um wooden uh like kind of room that's that's littered with papers um and and various like books stacked up on on top of what appears to be very old furniture kind of um you know at least from the early part of the 20th century uh you know everything's everything's sort of in uh it's kind of a very strong musty scent from in here uh old kind of tapestries uh hanging from the walls uh and yeah you just kind of get this and weirdly, there's no discernible, like, singular light source. There's just, like, a strange glow seems to emanate glow. from everything a little bit. Wow. I think I just sort of say out, hello? Hello? I think on your hello, you hear a, a faint, like, a, like, distant roar. <laughs> oh. Just echoing down the halls. Oh, that's probably the boiler. <laughs> so yeah let's let's play that yeah so abstracting this a bit let's say you start wandering around on which room would you like to go to first i think i i i'll probably start by are there any discernible sounds i can make out at the moment um i mean i think if you stop and listen like yeah you occasionally hear like a like kind of uh screeching sounds um in in the distance uh, and a couple of like roars that seem to be coming from down a corridor to the to the left. Okay, I, I'll head towards those sounds then, whichever sound closest. Very cautiously, okay. I might add. Yeah. Okay. So I think soon you find yourself going down a, a sort of a spiral staircase. You go down a little corridor that leads off, and you can see some rooms off to the side. And you go down this spiral staircase that seems to descend downwards into the into the earth. Um, and you soon like can hear these noises more. Uh, emanating more from within uh, and as you enter into this this large chamber that seems to be well lit most of the the room seems to be filled with this kind of like brass like fittings uh yeah it's stone and brass mostly but you see that there are, uh, are essentially brass barred cages uh in the walls as well here mm. um and you can see that behind them like lurking in the shadows far back these these cages seem almost strangely uh dimensionally impossible so like the bars look you know five feet across but then the space behind them looks like these vast enclosures oh um, like right. you might see it like some wildlife yeah, preserve yeah. or something um and they all look odd like these these wildlife preserves like you, the first couple you walk past look like like jungle scenes or whatever and you can <laughs> hear things in the distance but like as you go back a bit further some of these places look like much stranger like weird fungal uh like fungal growths that seem to exist on an entirely alien looking landscape and i think as you you head further in you see a you see like a list of instructions um written on on this thing like uh it sort of says dear bobby please be careful of especially of the basilisk (laughs) (laughs) um Uh, um, uh, foodstuffs are and she sort of gives this long list of creatures to to feed um top on the list seemingly the things that need to be fed soonest um seem to be listed as intellect devourer and displacer beast i'm like oh okay uh let's start with the intellect devourer i guess uh does it say what they eat and where I can find this food stuff for it? It, it kind of lifts a, a number and you can see ahead of you there's these this vast um there's this this vast kind of like uh, array of of like buckets almost um like that they seem to be below these massive nozzles <laughs> and each of the nozzles seem to be numbered. 
I pull the relevant nozzle for the intellect devourer into a bucket. Okay, a whole bunch of human-like brains oh begin slopping god. out. Like I jump back, the- like, oh god. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I quickly sort of pull the nozzle back off as brains start to like spill out onto the floor. Yeah, like they they fill up the bucket rapidly, and then like as, as you left the thing on, like a few flop down onto the the, the stonework floor, slapping sloppily against the the stonework. Uh, and yeah, you uh you have this this bucket of brains, uh, and you can see the cage where they come from. It's one of these ones that's this purplish alien landscape with with mushrooms in the distance. Uh, and I think as you walk closer, you begin to hear this strange yipping sound as uh, as like emerging from like around these these fungus and things. You see a crowd of maybe twenty or so of these of these what look like brains on legs with beaks like start yipping and coming forwards <laughs> um, to the to the door. And you can see that like there is there is like meant to be like a feeding zone where you open up, you go into the cage first, place the food. And then go and back then, out, uh, yeah, like a little sort and of, and then go back out and reopen the the other cage. I think I just, first of all, I sort of just like crouch down, look at them a bit, and I'm like, "Wow, you're <laughs> a funny looking pack of dogs, aren't you?" <clears throat> okay, roll a. I think for feeding the pets, let's have you roll uh, a d6 on your on. Let's say it's uh, animal handling is a wisdom. So let's say wisdom. Okay, then yes, yeah, so how best I know to do this. So I roll a <laughs> a one. I failed. Uh, okay well describe to me how this goes terribly poorly i think then i i sort of start by just going into the feeding part of the cage uh and sort of just setting the bucket down and um going to leave but like somehow like they they sort of these creatures play with my perception of like which door is which and i get very confused (laughs) and as my mind gets twisted and i just walk straight through the other door like into the fungal landscape Oh God! Okay. Well, I think um, I think like as you walk through into the fungal landscape, uh, like several of them sort of leap up at you um, and like like coming to like immediately straight at you. Um, when out of nowhere, seemingly these these arcane sigils flare into life on the walls, um, and the like, you find yourself suddenly snapped back to reality, and the the intellect virus bounce. Harmlessly against oh, oh, some God. kind of like shield around you. I think you dart back out, but you take for the uh, for the 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 upset of the circumstance uh, an unfortunate um, an unfortunate one. I've only got a one on the d4, so you take one loss of uh, yeah, loss of one points. point of neighbor, I, so, Someone sort of peck at my arms. I get like, a big a big sort of laceration down my arm. I'm like, oh oh yeah. gosh, just about managed to back break out through. Slam the, the slam the gate behind me because they all start. And you only down. lost. One as well on their um on their the D three for the failure. Okay, so is that pets, pets then? Is, down to nine? Yeah, pets is down to nine, and yeah, your enablingness should be down to five. Okay. Uh, oh no, sorry, you would lose one as well for doing the pets. So it should be down to four. four. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm just like, oh, oh, oh my. Uh, and you hear some growling from the other like uh, <laughs> the other like uh, oh yeah like cages and things. I think I, I, but, uh, I think I decide like, oh God, this is a, a bit much for now. And I sort of, I think I, I venture like with my arms sort of is bleeding a bit. I sort of go looking um, for some kind of medical aid. Uh, so I'm going to do some peeping actually. Okay. Uh, yeah. Roll a D6. Let's see how you do. I got a two. Yeah. Well, I think you, I think you have a look around uh, various things. Um, I don't think, I don't think peeping loses well, i think you lose one sort of standard point um, yeah for, for looking around but that's it um but you find various things i think um at one point you find a uh, a sort of very alice in wonderland-esque drink me kind of <laughs> and i think you're like well maybe this will heal me um and of course inevitably you shrink to uh a tiny form of yourself but I'm as like, you head oh, through no as you said through a small mouse hole in the skirting board, you find a cake which rapidly returns you <laughs> to uh, to human size. Oh, that was really lucky I found that cake. <laughs> I think, let's say, I, I've ended up in um, some kind of, like, bizarre dark room lit by sconces with a large sort of stone circular portal in it. Okay. Just sort of blue swirling so, within. <clears throat> so, yeah, there is, the, there is this, this circling... Thing. And I think as the as you head closer, the illumination from the circling portal uh, shines brighter, and you see all around you that you're essentially in like 
the equivalent of like a massive hall of mirrors. Um, and and as you sort of glance around, uh, you can still see the light reflected, but as you look closer to into each of these mirrors, uh, you also see superimposed upon them strange, nightmarish realms, uh, weird squid-like creatures. Uh, at one of them, you see you see standing, uh, and I think this is where you stop. A um, you kind of can hear a banging from the other side of this this mirror, and it seems to be like like vibrating oh. a bit. And behind it, you see a, a sort of uh, yellowish kind of uh, thin humanoid creature, uh, wheeled, like covered in, in barbed weapons. He looks like he's just come out, stepped out of like the front cover of like a metal album or something, you know? <laughs> uh, like covered in spikes and skulls. And he's like, mortal, let me into your realm. I will be your new master. Oh, I don't know. Cosmo didn't say anything about that. <laughs> uh you can see uh behind the like in the in the sort of distance there seems to be a uh, a a sort of set of instructions that it, it it has um it has written upon the uh on the 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 sort of instructions it's like dear bobby <laughs> each day you are required to leap inside the 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 portal of portals <laughs> you will be assailed psychically by a great many forces <laughs> should your intellect be strong enough you will protect the world once again <laughs> from the might of the transdimensional horrors um i sort of look around and sort of seeing no other exits out of the room i'm like oh okay and i just kind of woke up that any kind of second thought and just kind of like hop into the portal <laughs> yeah, you fall down and you're assailed by visions of multiple realities. <laughs> versions of <laughs> It's horrifying. You see versions of yourself in like these these other possible worlds, like <laughs> nightmarish visions of realities that could be. Uh roll an intelligence uh check. An intelligence check. I roll a two, I fail. Damn, you you like collapse down on the floor. Uh like you find yourself back in the main like entrance room. Um like yeah, surrounded by all these papers and various various bits and bobs. Um and yeah, your mind, you have this splitting migraine headache. Uh as, yeah, your, your mind is is wounded. So yeah, let's see how badly this goes for you. Uh, rolled two this time, so still okay. So you've lost three total. So you still have one point. But left. I think I also lost one for peeping, didn't I? Yes, you did. So that is me done. Oh, wow. I think I'm just like, this is mental. My arm hurts. My psyche has been assailed by interdimensional forces. I'm going home. I'm just going to go <laughs> play PUBG. <laughs> Portal's only lost uh, one as well. So you're good on that. And then the other two will lose a D4. So plants went down three to seven. Um, and protection has gone down one as well to nine. So you've actually not done too badly there in terms of the the luck of the draw. Okay. I, I head home and uh, sort of my, I think my mum asked me how it goes. I'm just like, I don't want to talk yeah. about it. And I just go upstairs instead and have a very long, deep sleep to recover after sort of bandaging up my arm. Uh, and because I failed three times uh, during the first day, I get three points to boost my stats with. So I'm going to add uh, a plus one boost to my dex, um, a plus okay. one boost to my charisma, and okay. plus one to my hmm, uh, to my wisdom as well. Okay, so you're not increasing your uh, strength, constitution, your... or intelligence, and all the all the neighbourly all the neighbourly meter. Nope, I'm keeping them the same. And then I wake okay. up and I uh, venture back into the tower, ready for day two. <laughs> and this time, if anything, I feel like quite sure of myself. Like no, like this time I, I'm going to get this done. Cosmodia is counting on me. I, I'm not scared. And I go in and I'm going to seek out the greenhouse to, to look after the plants. Okay, so you find yourself uh, ascending the tower away. Uh, and, and like, you swear you never saw this from the outside, but there's this, this orangery that seems to be stretched on way beyond the dimensions of the tower for hundreds of feet in every direction. Large plants extend beyond. It's got that kind of humid feeling you get from, you know, like, uh, like plant houses, you know, um, like tropical plant houses in, in sort of other mm, places. Mm. Uh, and the, the smell is overwhelming. I think you're immediately assailed by Bobby's hay fever, uh, <laughs> in this, in this room. Um, yeah. So yeah, like you, you, you head in a bit, uh, and you can just sort of see, uh, like there's a very simple set of instructions on this. It's like, uh, um, 
Please make sure the plants are watered, Bobby. Oh, easy peasy. And I go, first of all, I sort of like pull out a handkerchief I got with me and sort of like blow my nose and then fill up a uh, a watering can I find with water and I head over to one of the planters and I just start topping them up with water. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> okay, so I think as you're, as you're next to this, this planter, um, you feel like snaking towards you through the undergrowth uh it's it's very much like the 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 kind of star wars scene um of the trash compactor <laughs> suddenly a tendril like arm wraps around your foot uh, and begins to try and yank you into the sky so i think today's challenge is dexterity as you attempt to all right nimbly dart away from the situation well, i have a plus one to my dexterity and i roll a two i fail <laughs> <laughs> damn oh, oh god <laughs> <laughs> so I think you, I think you, I think you're lifted into the sky. Like I hold firmly um, onto the watering can still, and water's just been thrown everywhere as I'm swung yeah. around. And I think you're hurled around and like battered through various like bushes and things. You get some scrapes, um, and I think it like this. This uh, you, you're held above a weird plant. Um, eventually, this kind of weird looking uh, tubular like t- tropical plant, and it kind of descends your head down into the. To its to its its nozzle, <laughs> it's its main tube, and you're like you still like this muffled screams that closes around you for a moment, and it pulls you back out and throws you on the ground, uh, and as you feel over your head, all of your hair, your eyebrows, your eyelashes, your uh, seem to have gone oh, in that moment. No, damn it! Uh, and you take oof, you take three for that, so four Ugh. total. Yeah, that was a rough one, uh, and the room takes. Uh, two so we're down to seven down to five the plants oh yeah right yeah sorry i was looking at the wrong thing yeah uh okay i think this is ridiculous i can't do this by myself i'm gonna go back to the portals room i'll go back to the mirror where i saw like the the strange yellowy metal person yeah you can see that he's he's still there but now it's like it's like a sequence um where he seems to be fighting like thousands of of weird hippo like men <laughs> with this massive blood covered blade um and as he as he like jams his blade through the skull of the final one like it lets out this almighty like burst of laughter he glances up at the like mirror where you are and he's like ah oh, you have returned mortal hi are you ready to let me into the realm yeah, I guess. I'm I'm Bobby. Who are you? They call me Warduke the Destroyer. Oh, hey Warduke. N- nice to see you. Um if I let you out, can you just help me sit the house while Cosmody is away? He sort of raises an eyebrow and I think he I think he I think he's like he's like yeah, yes, uh, uh, of course. Okay. Roll a roll a charisma check to see through his lies for this room today. I get a plus 1 for charisma. I got a five. I succeed. Wow. Amazing. You see through his lies and you're like, yeah, you're like, wait a second. He means to destroy everyone on earth. Wait a minute, Warduke. <laughs> nice try. I wasn't born yesterday, you know. And I put down um, like the sort of if in danger break mirror hammer. And I'm like, you're yeah. staying in there for now. And I think with that renewed confidence, you leap through the portal once again and quickly dismiss the fantasies this time. Uh, nice. Feeling ready for it. Um, and the portals goes up. I mean, it can only go up to 10, so it goes uh, back up to 10. So at one point of na- neighbourliness left. Um, I am going to uh, go back to the pets, and this time I'm going to fill a bucket uh, with the from the nozzle of the food for the displacer beast. Okay, okay. So actually what falls through this noddle is a living goat baby. And it starts to like, it starts to let out this... <laughs> you see there's a little like... Um, like token attached around his neck that says, uh, please butcher me. Displace a beast like I'm fresh. I'm going to say, what? No way. That's awful. I sort of reach into my pockets uh, and I find that I've got a uh, a Milky Way with me. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm just going to throw the Milky Way into the Displacer Beast cage instead. Oh, okay. Okay. Perhaps put my whole arm in through the bars. I'm like, yeah, boy. Yeah, okay, boy, so I think. Girl. I think I think you I think as you as you place your arm in you see shimmering patches of a uh, of light uh, as you can't really tell what's going on you sort of see what looks like a very blurred form of some large cat um, 
And yeah, you like you feel like you're the Milky Way bar snatched out of your hands, and just as you're about to pull your arm back through, uh, a weird tentacle uh, lashes around it um, and tries to like like seemingly like barbed a bit and yank you into the into the the pen. Uh, I need to roll a strength check Ugh. today. I'm going. No, let go. No, just the Milky Way. Damn it! I got a two. I failed. <laughs> Oh shit! Okay, well, how badly damaged is your arm? I think my arm is torn off completely. I think I think you see like uh, these the sigils around you like burst into light once again, and the wound just kind of cauterizes like the this kind of. Uh, Love this arm that cauterizes. And yeah, I think with that, you uh, you return home having lost the thing, um, and the the pets goes down uh, three, unfortunately, so they're down to... Six. Uh, six. Like, I get home, um, and I'm like, oh. I think your mum is there like, oh, Bobby, that looks like it, it might hurt, but a bad day, huh? Yeah, a displacer beast tore <laughs> off my arm and an acid plant sucked oh. off all my hair. I'm real <laughs> yeah, tired, mum. Can me, I just go straight me, to bed? Let me make you a cocoa. Oh, we're so proud of you for taking this job, oh, Bobby. Oh, thanks, mum. <laughs> and yeah, you're quickly like made a cocoa. Just, just about getting into my pajamas, one handed, and get into bed. <laughs> and the next morning, okay. I wake up. So I've got two um, points I can use. So I'm going to put another one into wisdom. So I'm now on plus two. And I'm going to put one into um, constitution for a plus one. Okay, perfect. Um, and this time, I wake up with my one arm. I sort of like get my mum's lipstick and I sort of like spread my f- finger and draw on some war paint ready to kick ass this time I'm like oh I'm gonna show that tower today oh, and I charge in full steam like burst on through uh, and first things okay. first uh, I run straight to like the armory because I've already had a little look around and uh, I, I find like a magical metal prosthetic arm which is okay well i might just give you a free peeping at this point on on that basis so so roll roll peeping with wisdom and see how you do okay yeah i'll do a peeping and i get a six with a plus two so i succeed wow amazing uh i think on that your your metal arm like 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 it's like iron man or something you know like it it like just drills into the the remaining stump of an arm like and like it forms this this it, like it resizes to like be perfectly matching yours uh, and it flares with magical sigils down the length of it oh um, yeah chunk, chunk. Uh, Can I, maybe i get a, a boost to my strength with this magic arm oh yeah definitely you get a plus two strength with the magic oh, arm. oh yeah for sure and i say oh shit just got real <laughs> and I'm going to start some okay. general protection of the towers. I rush upstairs because that's like a, a warning comes over from like a, a magic mouth in the wall that like there's a bit of breach upstairs. So yeah, you you plunge upstairs like into the into the darkness, um, and you're soon going through this 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 massive library that extends as as far as the eye can see, um, and you hear like in the distance the sound of a uh, of like some kind of bewildered voices, be like. I thought if we broke in here, we'd just find treasures and stuff. But I mean, I, I it's been terrible from start to finish. <laughs> I, I just, and the other one's just like, "Yeah, I know, mate. We, we just need to get out. All right, all right. Please, just, just, just look for the exit." I kick the, the door like, down and rush in with like my magical arm up at the ready. You can see that there's these two kind of hapless-looking guys in in very stereotypical burglar outfits, <laughs> white white and black striped tops, uh, and a, a black like face mask over their eyes, and they turn and look at you both with their sacks that say swag on them. Uh, roll, uh, say, roll straight. Yeah, I say, you boys mess with the wrong kid, <laughs> and I fire up the magical arm, and I roll. Uh, a one, so even with my plus two, I fail. Oh, God. Uh, I like, come swing at them. <laughs> I think I just, like, fire out a bit of laser blast and they, like, dodge around. And then they all just start to pummel me with, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're swag bags. With, like, some wrenches they've got, yeah, the bags. So I'm like, oh, and they, they, they tie your hands behind your back and you find yourself being marched down the stairs to lead them out. Uh, and on the way, they keep swiping all kinds of valuable stuff. Um, and and then they they leave like chuckling to themselves, <laughs> like a, oh, having successfully ro- oh, robbed Cosmodia oh, the most and beaten and bruised. Okay, I'm just gonna say, can we can we envision almost like a montage of the next three days, and like we can see like clips of me just getting like battered and beaten in severe ways, 
So let's say, let's say for that then, I'm going to give you an additional uh, five experience to spend. Okay. And I, every every room is now down to, to one. Okay. So this is the final day, and it's like, can you get every room to be five? Yep. Or is this going to go... Is this going to go disastrously? This. First things first, with those five, I'm going to put one point into my enabley, so it's up to eight. I'm going to mm-hmm. put two into my intelligence, one into my okay. wisdom, and the last one I'll put into my uh, strength. Okay, so what does that leave you with at the so moment? So I'm with eight neighborly points. I've got plus three mm-hmm. to my strength, plus two to mm-hmm. my dexterity, plus one to my constitution, plus two to my intelligence, plus three to my wisdom, and plus one to my charisma. Okay, cool. You're getting pretty proficient these days. You've uh, you've seen many horrors, and you, you head back into I th- the tower. Well, I think what we see first um, is like the sun rises, and this time Bobby gets up, but there's just something more grisly like, about Bobby. <laughs> about Bobby, like there's like deep scars across his back. Uh, I think even though he's nine years old, he's got like the, the startings of like a faint scruff of like beard, and he's got like a toothpick in his uh, between his teeth. And like with his one arm, he grabs like this sort of cloak he's picked up at the tower and throws it around his shoulders. Picks up his metal arm. I uh, I look goes up to the tower and I sort of look at it and I'm like, <sighs> I think I think on your way out on your way out for the the morning. Uh, your father like puts a hand on your shoulder and he's like, I'm proud of you, Bobby. I I just want you to know that. I know it's been a difficult job, but I think you're doing excellent work, son. I say, don't mention it, Dad. It's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it. And I pull out a cigarette from my pack of smokes and light up and wander over to the tower. I think you can hear in the background like uh, your mum being like, are you sure this is good for him, darling? <laughs> and the dad, the dad just sort of nods. He's like, yes, yes. Look it's at good him. character building. He's becoming a man. <laughs> first things first, I, I stroll in. I think, like, preemptively, I always just, like, drop to the floor and dodge, like, a sort of swinging chandelier of blades. <laughs> and I'm like, nice try. And, and I walk straight into the portals room, and I'm like, Morning, Warjuke. How's it going? <laughs> you've, you've at this point, like, you, I think you've become so proficient. Uh, Warjuke is trapped in, like, in, like, some trans-dimensional tesseract cube in the, the centre of the room, <laughs> like, just permanently screaming, like, in horror. I think I uh, leap, like, headfirst through into the portal to test my psychic resolve. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's yeah, let's have an inter-intelligence check, then, as you, uh, you plunge down through the, uh, through the... I roll a five, and with my plus two, that is a seven. I succeed. Oh, perfect. Yeah, your your iron barriers of your mind are hardened. You feel like strange, trans-dimensional creatures butt against your, your psychic defences, and they, they explode harmlessly against your, your, uh, your, your psychic walls. Exactly, yeah. There's all these, like, f- attacks come at me, and I just stand, like, tranquil and still, and not one mm. can pierce me as I am I'm as calm as the babbling brook and i emerge unscathed yeah two points back to protection it's looking portals, good portals you mean oh portals yep sorry uh, and i take one point to my neighbor least i'm down to seven and i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> child's play <laughs> okay where are you heading next uh, i'm gonna venture to the to the uh the pets room and i'm gonna see who's up to be uh, fed today I think uh, I think today, like on the list, it it finally has the basilisk. Um, and as you pull the nozzle, the the uh, the boat, the bucket fills with more gems and diamonds than you've ever seen, even in like cartoons. It's ridiculous. Um, and yeah, the 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 basilisk is instructed to crunch upon the gemstones. Nice. I think uh, first of all, I um I sort of look side to side and I slip one emerald into like my cloak pocket and I'm like <laughs> one for Barbie <laughs> okay right and then I I charge like d- deep down to the tunnel that leads to the basilisk's domain and I stand it's the foul smelling like it's it's you can sort of smell as you head down this tunnel the the acrid smell of a uh, of like this this large beast and as you you descend down it's often like you say in a separate room there's like this 20 foot tall uh lizard-like creature um with like just this maddening kind of uh face visage uh that sort of gazes down at you and you you sort of for a moment feel yourself drawn towards these these hypnotic eyes um i think uh 
I think, yeah, you, you hear a voice in your mind that says, Finally here to feed me, Bobby Taylor. I say, huh, chow down, sucker. And I throw the bucket like f- as hard as I can into the, the gaping maw of the basilisk. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think as, I think as you're there, like you feel like a strange stiffness uh, descending down your body as you attempt to throw it, uh, and you, for a moment you feel these these things freezing up. And this is not going to be a happy one. This is your worst stat. It's a Constitution. Ah, damn it. Okay, that's a six, a natural six. Tom, <laughs> Bobby wow, is amazing. too hardened for this. Your your I think you you can feel your arm seizing your body seizing up, but the metal arm, magic as it is, like flares with magical power, breaks free of your of your restraint, and you find yourself striding forwards, throwing the gems into the basilisk's mouth, turning heel, uh, and getting out of there before it has a chance to. You can hear a growl psychically in your mind as it crunches down on on a gemstone. I, I leave, sort of, I sort of snigger to myself. Uh, I say, all in a day's work. Time to go. And I rush to the greenhouse, uh, making record time. And uh, again, I just sort of grab a watering can, fill up with water, and I just charge headlong into the thick undergrowth, uh, sort of throwing down bits of mulch out of my pockets as I go, hopping over plants that might nip at my heels. Uh, And also, I think I've got a hose in my other hand that I'm just like blasting like villainous creatures in the face as they try to get me, filling up all the plants. I think I think you do all that. You, you charge around, and then you're you're like, "This has gone so easily," and you're about to leave. And the note that the Cosmodia has floats up, and it's like, "Wait!" And uh, you can see that like below, there's a new underlined section that it says, "Prune the rose bush." I'm like, "Oh, okay." And I, I, I go. And I'm like very. I'm very cautious. I've got like a shield I found uh, off one of the walls in hands. I'm like slowly creeping up on the rose bush and peering out. And it just seems like a normal rose bush. And I've got these little uh, pruning mm. shears in hand and I, and I approach cautiously. And it's, it seems like it is a perfectly normal rose bush. Uh, and you approach, nothing happens. It's just incredibly well topiaried. Uh, and, and like, you can tell that it needs a trim, but like, if you fuck this up, Cosmodium <laughs> may not be well pleased. <laughs> Roll a dexterity check to see how well you're... I think, like, a single bead of sweat rolls down my forehead, and I'm like, my greatest challenge yet. This is going to require all of my training. And I roll for dexterity. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a four plus three is a seven. I succeed. Perfect, perfect. Like, the the rose bush sort of returns to some kind of semblance of of beauty. Uh, I think then I'm like, have I done it? Is my mission complete? And then I hear a crashing sound upstairs, and I'm like, looks like there's one job left to do. Okay, you head back upstairs, uh, and this time you find yourself in a vast treasure chamber filled with incredible riches, and the same two burglars are back there, <laughs> and they're like, they've been like, I knew we shouldn't have come back, <laughs> uh, we're lost again! <laughs> <laughs> like the other guys. <laughs> oh, this is the so guys. stupid. <laughs> the other guy's like, look, we made so much money off of, the, off of those tapestries and stuff. I mean, come on and look at his treasure room. It's great. I'm sure that kid will be back soon and we just use him to get us out. I think then there's like a, a sound of like soft footsteps and they look down this corridor and like the shadows seem to like behind me the light sort of cast of a shadow on the wall of this imposing like great warrior figure and they start to tremble in fear <laughs> but then just little bald battle scarred metal armed bobby taylor comes around the corner cigarette still it still in between his <laughs> lips and he's like you're looking for me um <laughs> well i mean we was looking for you yeah um i mean we don't have to do this again, right? I mean, you, I think we, I think we'd find our own way out if, if you'd, you'd, you'd like maybe just, just go down that door you just came I through. Guess. They kind of look, kind of looking a bit, kind of wary of you, and like sort of maneuvering around you a bit. I step up to them and I take out my cigarette and I stub it out on my own skin, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I say, "Allow me to escort you out in a body bag." Roll the strength And I check. charge up at them, and sure enough, like, I reach out my metal arm, and a, a shimmering spectral blade emanates out from my wrist, and I go oh to slice them apart. Uh, a plus three of strength. I roll a three, plus three is a six. 
Oh God! They uh, they they let out an almighty scream as they are hacked down almost immediately in front of you, in front of the air, uh, and like they they fall in pieces uh, across this treasure room. Uh, and as they do so, they just like you know like the 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 kind of horror of the situation overtaking you for a brief moment. They just dissolve into piles of gold um, across this room. Um, and I think I think you see shimmering into existence at the far end of the room is Cosmodia, the mauve, who is like, uh, Ah, very good, Bobby. That's, uh, excellent work. Mistress Cosmodia, you have returned. Indeed, I, I thought I would observe you today to see how you'd been getting on. Uh, most impressive. Have you considered, um, an apprenticeship? I, my, my eyes go wide and I say, Uh, Mistress Cosmodia. It would be my honor. And I fall to one knee. <laughs> and she, uh, she's like, very good. And she says, it begins now. And then, like, I think we cut to black as, like, a whole bunch of weird, uh, like, lizard-like creatures burst from the walls, leaping at you. And the, the scene fades to black. Um, but you, like, you can see appearing on your metal arm is one wizard star <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> That's so good to be continued. Yep, absolutely. The the tale of Bobby Taylor, Archmage to be, um, apprentice of Cosmodia the Mole. Tom, I love it. Thank you for being my tower master, my TM on this magical adventure. <laughs> anytime, anytime. It was good. That was I enjoyed so it. Good. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I'm really tempted to just like bolt this on as like a little sort of side quest into some campaign at some point <laughs> we're like yeah because yeah. you can still use these arbitrary stats and just like your skills under these conditions in some way yeah it would be quite a good like like little uh side mission wouldn't it for like you know you've been asked to take care of the yeah, wizard's yeah, tower yeah, yeah. i think it's really great yeah, it's cool. I, i'm definitely gonna sort of bolt it onto a, a campaign of mine at some point i love it tom another great game of was it sitters and sorcery yeah, citizen sorcery. Yeah, absolutely. A swords and sorcery clone. Uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, I think that's all about we have time for today on Head to Table. Uh, as yep. always, a big thanks to the band Call Me Malcolm for letting us use their music for the intro, outro, and middle tro. Uh, you can hear more of their stuff <laughs> on callmemalcolm.bandcamp.com. Uh, I think, is there anything else we need to say, Tom, other than... Um, nope, you can... Follow us on Twitter at Head to Table. We're on Facebook as well, Head to Table, I think, on Facebook. We are indeed. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, any iTunes reviews or anything, also much appreciated. Uh, and, yeah, just thank you for listening. Thank you so much. If you know anyone who might like the show, please do pass it on. Thank you so much for listening. I have been Tom Rawson. And I have been Tom Snowden. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.